Welcome to another edition of Cinematic Anarchy, where tonight we are going to be trying to straighten the sanity of our minds from this uh, quarantine and discuss a, a film that probably drove uh, at least one or two of us a little nuts. Uh, that is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And with me tonight, I have Mr. Omar. Hello, hello, hi, everybody. And I have Miss B. Aloha, hello, what's up? And uh, this movie fucking sucked. You got to get that in <laughs> right at the beginning, right? <laughs> it was not bad for what it, it was. It was basket case bad. Okay, let me let, let's put that into perspective just a little bit. The tomatoes <laughs> sounded like drunk babies. <laughs> It was a movie made on under $100,000, which was supposed to be a spoof of old, bad horror movies. Old, bad monster movies. So you've got something that's a spoof of something that's already bad. <laughs> and someone want to tell me why the fuck that, like, it turned into an opera? <laughs> there were a couple of musical scenes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I did not appreciate no the singing. No one informed me that this was a musical. Uh, yeah, I didn't appreciate no. the singing at all. No, no, no. I, there's some movies that kind of like Jesus Christ Superstar. It was out of place. Very out of place. Nope, sorry. Not Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. My apologies. Completely different mm. things. Oh my god. That that was that was really bad, too. <laughs> Uh, so we'll just go around real quick and we'll uh, just kind of get everybody's opinions on the film. We'll start with Miss B, seeing as she's already uh, very opinionated about it. I just gave you my opinion. This movie fucking sucked. Oh my god. Like, yeah, the it was, best it was pretty crazy. In this entire movie were Martha and Jeff at the very beginning. The old couple who were just like, oh no, that tomato just ate little Timmy. Oh, poor Timmy. Like, they didn't give a shit. Like, they gave off serious Muriel and Eustace vibes from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, yes. They actually, I, I think it uh, really looked like they may have been based off of those characters. They That was before they came out, though, wasn't no, it? No, I'm just saying, like, the uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog oh, characters okay. looked like they might have been based off of those two. Yeah. Just the... The concept of what they looked like, anyway. What about you, Mr. Omar? What did you think? Of the movie? It was crazy. It was super crazy. I mean, super crazy is not even a statement. Um, I, you got you got to see it for what it is. It was stupidly bad, but it was crazy funny. <laughs> for, you know, it's just... The 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 samey crazy insane things that happened that you really know that that couldn't have come out of a sober mind at all. No, no, definitely not. And I mean, they had to think of probably the most ludicrous thing that they could think of to attack people, which was tomatoes. That movie was was written during an acid trip, and the tomatoes' weakness is a fucking song called. Puberty, puberty love? Now, here's a fun fact what? about that. Okay, and I say fun fact very loosely when I'm talking about this movie. But 
the gentleman that sang Puberty Love, he went on to be the drummer for both Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, he, was, uh, he was the original uh, drummer for uh, Soundgarden until they broke up the first time. Then he moved on to play on a couple of Pearl Jam albums, also did the album uh, Temple of the Dog with them. And then um, when Soundgarden got back together before Chris Cornell died, uh, he played with them again up until about 2017. So just to give you an idea about this movie, I had to smoke to watch it and now I'm drinking to talk about it. <laughs> if I had liquor on hand, I I've got a, a Poland Springs... Uh, White peach ginger, which uh, I, I, don't, I don't do hard liquor, I do girly drinks, girly drinks, and I don't drink a lot of hard liquor, but I, I do hard liquor drink. one or two drinks. I'm drinking Jack, Jack Daniels, honey. My uh, my whole plan when I'm sitting down to have a drink is mostly it's it's usually hard liquor because of the fact that the way I look at it. I don't want to have to get up once I'm drunk. I know I am not coordinated as a... So, uh, sorry, there goes my tongue. A thoroughly sauced individual. So, the less that I have to drink, the less that I have to worry about getting up and pissing in somebody's cat box. <laughs> yeah. Beer is definitely like not my thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm drinking home. Here, where I can just pass out on in bed. Uh, well, now I drink at home. I didn't drink at home when I was younger at all. Yeah, I'd go to people's houses. I was a social drinker. Yeah, I don't like going out anymore. I'd watch movies like this and drink. It's easier to forget them. Yeah, I'm not a fan of movies <laughs> like this. I just, you have a really obscure palate. I. Uh, <laughs> That's a way of saying it. Yeah, I I enjoy the weirdness, and I, I do apologize, Miss B, but you kind of sound like you're underwater. You, you, know you moved you your phone. And... I signed up for this shit. Like this is the shit that I signed up for. I like I I got on this shit to review low budget and fucking box office flops. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you knew you were gonna watch some seriously low budget I, stuff. I knew I was gonna watch some really bad movies. We so, can watch some good stuff too, though, to weigh it, to this outweigh is the it. Shit I came for, man. So we we did watch some good stuff. Uh, this definitely on the lower end. We, you know, a ten thousand dollar movie, ten thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy eight. Though you figured would have bought a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Now they did have one thing. I don't know if you. Uh, like I said, I don't know if either of you researched this at all, but there was uh, one thing near the beginning of the movie that I found very interesting. Um, so there's a scene... <laughs> yes. I, I use the I word interesting loosely, huh? I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, let's see if you do. Go ahead. There was a scene no, in the beginning ahead. of the movie. Um, the scene in the field with the cops and the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> The helicopter, the, the crash that happened with the helicopter was real. So uh, what? that was not planned. What happened was the helicopter came in hot, and when it turned, the uh, rotor in the back, it 
the blades hit the ground, the whole thing busted up, spun out of control, and they had to stop the movie for a minute, pull the guys out, and then they went on and ad-libbed the rest of the scene. The two guys in the helicopter ad-libbed the rest of the scene. But they decided to leave the actual helicopter crash in. (laughs) They just left that there. It made it look like it was one of the tomatoes driving the helicopter and crashed it, or made it crash, something like that. I believe there was something about, uh, I think they were talking about flying tomatoes, or something to that nature. They they said uh, a flying tomato hit the windshield, and that's what made them go down. That's what they ad-libbed anyway. Something of the sort. Uh, okay, so I know this is going to be tough. Favorite actor or actress in the entire movie? Oh my god, the tomatoes. I want to say my favorite guy is is the uh the master of disguise. <laughs> the uh Yeah. The one black guy in the entire movie that went from he started out with just a Uh-huh. I think it was what what do they call it? Groucho Marx nose and then he moved on to uh he did Abraham Lincoln. So he was dressed as Abraham Lincoln when they let the uh, scuba diver out of the car, and he said, "He said you're free." So it was a black man dressed as Abraham Lincoln freeing the scuba diver. The same guy that was the policeman. No, the policeman was—he was some weird blind guy. I, I don't know about the policeman. The, the uniformed policeman. When the first scene, when they were looking at the dead woman, the first death, the first kill. Was he there? The Master of Disguise, was he actually there? I don't know if he was the Master of Disguise. I know there was a black dude dressed as a cop, as a uniformed cop. Ah, that would be very interesting. I'm not sure if that was the same guy. I I remember him playing Hitler, and I remember just He was just standing there quietly when they were talking about the death. What there was news about a whole crazy. Great. Now whole I have to go back tomato. and watch the beginning of the movie again. Like, god damn it. <laughs> the first woman that got killed. Uh and the guy was super serious just standing there, but to me he looked super funny. Okay. No, no, I, I, I didn't catch on to that at all. That's uh very interesting. I uh I'm gonna have to go watch the movie again. Just the beginning, because thankfully that happened within like the first two minutes of the movie. Uh you got to get past that that ultra horrible attack of the killer tomatoes song at the beginning of the movie. And uh, mind you, the tomatoes—they were the royal Shakespearean tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, your, I, I, I apologize, Miss B. Your sound is a little off. It sounds like you're underwater. It sounds like I'm underwater. Yes. Now, see, you're, you're, okay. Is this any better? When you were a little closer, yeah, it did sound better. But like when you were back a little bit, it sa- you sounded like you were underwater. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay, not a problem. So yeah, um, so we have the the Royal Shakespearean Tomatoes, and I'm actually just kind of looking at the title sequence here in the background while we're we're going along, and. They even they had this one running gag the entire movie that they kept uh, advertising some like Sunnyvale furniture store best prices in town. Yeah, you there? We have a lot of dead air now. <laughs> I'm here. 
No, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm just listening to you explain that. Uh, okay. I mean, was there anything that you found particularly interesting about the movie? So anything that uh, I would say that stood out as actually entertaining? Because I know that for the most part, you guys were just... Meeting room. The meeting room. The what? That meeting room where they were holding that meeting that was supposed to be like high officials and stuff. <laughs> High uh, officials and like health authorities and whatnot. Did you catch the slightly racist joke in the middle of the meeting? The two of them. It was both based on the same guy. No? Um, I, I don't remember the that one. homophobic comment. Yeah, that was a homophobic one, But I don't remember what it was. Uh, okay, so the Japanese guy who they dubbed over uh, with probably the the whitest movie phone voice ever. When he climbs over and he starts talking, you re you saw him knock a picture down off the wall and into the fish tank. That picture that he knocked uh -huh. down was of the USS Arizona, one of the ships that were bombed and sunk during the attack on Pearl Harbor. So you have a Japanese man in this movie essentially dunking the USS... Arizona into a fish tank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now that I'm looking at it, no, the, the gentleman that uh, you were talking about, the cop, he's not the same person. Completely different guy. Uh, no, he's an older black gentleman. And that also makes mm -hmm. me wrong because I said that the uh, Master Disguise was the only black guy in the movie. And that makes me wrong. Uh, in a way. I had a second favorite character, too. Who was that? In the middle of the movie, they're, uh, they stop for like a newsreel thing where they're talking about the tomatoes attacking New York and attacking Boston. And they were saying the mere mention of the word can drive people into a frenzy. And you got that one guy sitting in the middle of what looks like a library. And he just goes, tomato. And everybody's... I like that guy. He was entertaining. <laughs> I like the oblivious parachute dude. Right? He runs throughout the entire television show with the parachute dragging behind him. Which, he was actually a main guy in the uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Yeah. Fucking, my boyfriend was like, oh, you've never seen the cartoon? And I'm like, there's a whole cartoon about this shit. He's like, yeah. I've seen I like grew up on watching this shit. I haven't, like, oh. I haven't seen it, but I've seen like you know stuff about it. I haven't sat down and watched an episode of that cartoon or the animated anything. Yeah, I knew there was kind of a cartoon like that. Uh, I, yeah, no, there was a, there was a cartoon. It lasted about twenty one episodes, but uh, you know the funny story. There's a funny story behind the uh, actually the making of the sequel of this movie. And I, I don't ever plan on making you watch the sequel. I'm just going to tell you that right now because it was that bad. Um, but good because I was already planning on saying no. <laughs> I'm good. I'll I'll be somewhere right. else. But uh, all right. How's that? You sound quite a bit better. Okay, good. So the sequel to the movie. The reason why it got made was um. If you have you ever seen the Muppet Babies? 
No. You've never seen the Muppet Babies. Okay. So there's a cartoon, no. Jim Henson's Muppet Babies, which was basically the, uh, they were banking off, like, I, I don't know if it was the Rugrats crowd or if they did it first or whatever. But they actually had um, an episode of the Muppet Babies that was all based around uh, the weirdo Gonzo. And part of that, um, it was a Gonzo or was it Fozzie? It may have been Fozzie because he was constantly worried about telling bad jokes and having tomatoes attack him. So they used snippets of the uh, attack of the killer tomatoes to kind of explain what was going through Fozzie's head about the, uh, the tomatoes attacking him. And uh, Universal called up and, and said, you know, I think we got a, a, a you know, I think we got a, a good idea here. We'd like to go ahead and make a sequel to your movie. And uh, now that that was one of the first movies, by the way, that George Clooney ever starred in. And I've lost my train of thought, so if either of you guys want to pick it up and, and, and just kind of <laughs> dump on the movie from here. Pick it up and throw it around. Okay, I I don't think it's fair that the tomatoes sounded like fucking Daffy Duck while the, the, the carrots got to sound like fucking Bugs Goddamn Bunny. Well, that would make sense, too. Well, of like course. The tomatoes straight up didn't get to speak at all. They like they just sounded like drunk babies. Carrots that sound like Bugs Bunny. That's actually kind of entertaining if you think about it. And this is like before their time, right? Oh, no, no. Is it? No, no. Uh, I believe uh, Bugs Bunny... Tunes? Bugs Bunny came well before that, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh my, how fucking old is Looney Tunes? God damn, I'm, I'm a child. Yeah, I'm Looney such a Tunes baby. Super old. God damn. Super, not super old, old, super. Uh, let's say it was, it was, Bugs Bunny was created in 1930. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, he was created. I was so, go I was so far off. So the actual character was created in uh, the 1930s. However, his first appearance in a full-length cartoon was The Wild Hair, July 1920. Sorry, uh, July 27th on uh, 1940. Yeah. So it's up. Uh, he, wow. he appeared in Porky's Hair Hunt as Happy Rabbit. So he started <laughs> as Happy Rabbit and then became Bugs Bunny later on. Just sort of like, uh, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse was Mortimer Mouse well before he was Mickey. Yeah. That, what was that the name is... of Mickey before Mickey? Uh, I he... didn't know it was Mortimer. Mortimer Mouse. Yeah. That name is profoundly disturbing. <laughs> well, it's... I wouldn't say disturbing. Mortimer. I'm mortified by that name. It may have been... Honestly, honestly, my goth side is like, fuck yeah, Mortimer Mouse. It may have been a more <laughs> acceptable name at the time. You know, maybe more popular than it is now. Mortimer is not necessarily a mainstream name at this point, which would make it more intriguing. Which is okay. <laughs> okay, so we've gone through what little we liked or what characters we liked of the movie. What would be your worst standout moment in the movie? The worst moment. Every moment with the tomatoes. 
everything else except except what we have mentioned that we like. So no, whatever no, we mentioned that we did like, whoever mentioned the they like something, the rest of the movie. Okay. I mean, the, the whole movie was bad, but like the music part would just absolutely not. And and the tomatoes, what they they got the tomatoes like rolling around on those things that we had when we were kids in gym class that we would crush our fucking fingers on. Those well, little the little tomato, the little tomato talking at the beginning was, I mean, at the moment I saw it, it made me laugh. But I, I I just I don't think it's fair at all that the fucking carrots got to talk, but it's a movie about freaking tomatoes. And the tomato, no, but the tomato, the first tomato that killed the girl in the kitchen, that started going yum, 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 that was that was something else. I was else. done. I was done with the yeah, movie that, at that point. That would, you know that the movie is going to be super bad when that tomato start mumbling at the beginning. I just. <laughs> What is that? Come on. They could have done so much. Why, why couldn't the tomatoes have sounded like Bob the Tomato from fucking VeggieTales? And that's what it sounded like? They, they should have been. Fucking they didn't. I think maybe the, uh, the tomatoes get a little bit more verbal by the second movie, but they didn't have a very high budget for this one. Uh, personally... Two things that stood out as pretty bad for me in the movie. Uh, number one, what was the need for both a swimmer and underwater expert? Did we need that at all? Either one of no. them? And how appropriate was it that they they didn't get dropped off by a source of water, they just got dropped off on the roadside? Our swimmer got killed in the forest. Made no yeah. sense. I mean, he would have gotten away. He would have been in the water. He was a swimmer. <laughs> well, no, the, that was the underwater expert. What happened to the underwater expert? I don't even know what happened to him. Did he just get lost with his flippers and his snorkel? I'm not sure what exactly happened. You know what was crazy also? At the little tiny meeting room. Just made me think of coronavirus. That little room. Okay. Um... When the guy got up to, to talk about his thing, that he knocked out the picture and the picture fell in the fish, in the fish tank. Yes. That was pretty weird and unnecessary there for no reason. It was a I'm not gag. sure why they did that. I thought it was funny, but it served no purpose at all. It, it was a sight gag. It was just sort of... The, it was a kind of racist joke. They made several racist jokes throughout the entire movie. Uh... It was kind of pointless, sort of like the guy that, like I said, that guy, the, the scuba diver. There was no point to having him in the movie at all. There was no point to having the swimmer in the movie. Oh. They had an entire scene of amphibious tomatoes killing people in the water, and these people were nowhere to be seen. The, the whole thing was... Okay. I just kept thinking, what can we say? What What do you mean, what can we say? When I was watching it, like, what can we say? What can we possibly say about this? Also, I mean, we have talked about it quite a while. However, when I was watching it, I was I drew a blank 
Good thing I'm having a drink instead of, well, I would have had the biggest brain fart if I was smoking right now. Because when I was watching, I was like, what the hell am I going to say about this? Right? Dude, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, like, I was, I was having a really hard time, like, paying attention to this movie. I watched it twice yesterday. And, like, I, I was watching it while I was working. So, like, I was already fucking, like, trying to pay attention to my work, but, like, still have paying attention and try to watch the movie and fucking, like, I don't know. I, I was a mess. I admire your dedication. You watched it twice? I watched it twice. And this is why you're my favorite atheist, because you be taking one for the team all the time. But <laughs> I watched it, like, three quarters of a time this week. Just, what do you mean, just yeah, three quarters? No, you didn't watch the whole thing? I still fucking... Like, I watched it like, twice. I, so I, I would miss little beats and pieces, and I wouldn't care to rewind it to see what little part I just missed. Okay. I still miss parts. Like, I had a really hard time. <laughs> the first time I fell asleep halfway through. I watched it three quarters of a time. So that girl that we were talking about, uh, the, the scene uh, in the ocean where they're talking about the president constantly waffling on every subject, and we'll, I don't think we'll ever see a worse president. Oh my god, I laughed, I fuck. Uh, I cackled and was like, bitch, you don't even fucking know. I, could, I, I, I felt like I could hear uh, Cheeto Jesus saying, you sure? The irony of my pores. I tried so hard, could not find that person's name anywhere. Couldn't. I mean, she's got a speaking role, but other than dying in the water in a bathing suit, that was pretty much her only job, apparently. So, why couldn't one of these people have been the swimmer? I mean, died in just the same fashion you imagine they probably should have had her die. Yeah. You know what? With that, I am going to end you... Uh, not end you... Okay. <laughs> well then, Finish him. that is Go, hostile. Finish him. Got real now hostile real quick. Mortal Kombat now? Finish him. Fight! Okay. Oh my god. Uh, what was that? Finish him. Uh, I did the fight thing. But anyway, besides oh, the point. Okay. I was trying to lead into station identification and uh, sponsorship. I was basically trying to say... To end your pain and suffering. Not to end you. I'm not going to end you. I'm just going to end your pain and suffering. We'll move on to station identification and sponsorship. And we will be right back with a uh, slight twist on our pitch storm. To be honest, though, yeah? before we cut it off, okay, I've had more fun talking about it than watching it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Can I can I do say just one thing that ev almost every white guy in this movie, which was plenty of them, outside of the one guy that looked like the slightly deformed Jim Belushi character, uh, the the Mason Dixon guy, almost every guy, white guy in this movie had this voice that made them sound like they were auditioning for movie phone, like. <laughs> like I think like everybody in this movie must have gone on to do like trailers for really like intense movies you know in the beginning in our world <clears throat> but uh 
Yeah. In a world as boys. In a world. In a world. That's it. I, I have nothing else. Just in a world. Any world. In a world. In a world is basically the movie version of back in the. Back in the day. And we lost you. The guy saying girl. I don't know what happened there with you, Mr. Omar, but you stopped, you were talking, and then your audio cut out completely. And I could hear myself. That is not this one. Well, I mean, I could. I would hope that you could hear yourself because you are like in the same room with you. So, <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you now. Well, I hear an echo when I speak. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You're getting feedback on your end. Oh, we both are. <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, this is. You know why that is? Because what's happening is you guys are hearing yourself played through the speaker over here because the speaker on the surface sucks. It's a late. It's uh -huh. a late that makes sense. So I have to I have to amplify it with the Bose speaker, otherwise you guys wouldn't come through on the audio at all. I cannot wait till we are all back in the same studio. Dude, this shit fucking sucks. You know I, I don't like being on but I I'm I can't wait to not be on punishment anymore. I, I wouldn't I would rather do this than inadvertently kill someone though. I'll be honest. Okay. Okay, okay. So like today. Yeah. I did this little like Easter pinata with the kids. I and saw I invited the neighbors like from the apartment next door. And I invited their son to like come hit the pinata with our kids over here in the backyard and fucking they couldn't, because social distancing. And I'm like, God damn it, that's right. And I'm like, I fucking hate this. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, there's not a... Dude, dude, my daughter got way more candy than she was supposed to get. <laughs> I watched the videos. I watched I watched your... Uh... She threw herself on top of, like, half the pile. Uh, what, what's I the mean, young that's man's... That's my girl, but... What was the young man's name again? Oh, we call him Potato. Okay. I was watching the video and, gonna... like, he would he would hit that pinata so hard, and then he just looked at the bat like there was something wrong with it that it didn't break. <laughs> he looked at the bat several times. Like, he, he was seriously dumbfounded that he put so much power behind the swing, and the pinata was still together. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking... That little, like, victory lap, though, was everything. <laughs> well, that being said, let's go ahead and, uh, again, move on to station identification. And uh, I say that, I don't know why I do that, because there's no station... Don't choke on whatever you're doing there. I'm smoking. It's puff, puff, pass, not puff, puff, choke, pass out. Yeah, how virtual. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could have one right now. Just so we could make it look like it's passing, but then again, we're not recording. Right. Right. It would just go like this, and I would just go like. <laughs> right. That would oh be dope. Dude, fucking, the, we need to make that a thing. <laughs> we should make that a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that means like I gotta find a way to Throw get us a. Uh, right. You know what? We could yeah. always. Uh, Can we do it like this on TikTok? Put a TikTok up like that. I don't know. I mean, I can screen record this. One of these days we're going to do it when I have. 
think if I don't smoke blunts, I smoke paper. I should have you screen record a couple of our sessions to put up on uh, up on Facebook. I keep trying to clock out. I have not yet, and uh, I, I'm gonna. You know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop it randomly, and people are gonna wonder what the fuck's happening. All right, we are back from our sponsorship. Before we get into our pitch storm here, I actually wanted to drop a little bit of trivia on you and see if you guys could answer this question. Can you name the first set of cartoons that Seth MacFarlane worked on? No. Not necessarily. Okay, so he did not necessarily voice act on these, but he actually was a storyboard artist for. Dexter's uh, Laboratory, Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel, and Johnny Bravo. I can totally see that being a thing. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Based that on his sense of humor? Exact same way. So he was a, a writer and or storyboard artist for all four of those cartoons in the beginning of his career. All right, so uh, moving into this, who's going to go ahead and start? I don't even, like, know how to pitch this movie, because, like, how the fuck... You know what? You, know, you guys go ahead. Right? Because this is going to be a little odd, because we're used to kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. And this one, we're not bouncing ideas off of each other. It's literally no, just... No, it's, it's the cards that I got. <laughs> how do you struggle to make it as a sex worker with the stars? They'll fuck anything. Like... But then, mind you, this is a star who is struggling to be a sex worker for the stars. Exactly, like. <laughs> so this person's living a double life. They're 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 supposed to be a star, but on top of that, they're also struggling to be a sex worker behind the scenes. Exactly, like how do you struggle like that? Like you can't, you don't. <laughs> uh, it's not a thing. I'll go ahead and start with my cards then. If they, if if it's all right with everyone, I. I'm going to go ahead and stumble all over my tongue and see if I can't knock out a quick pitch storm for my cards. So what we have here is we have a lonely strip club janitor who goes back in time to kill Hitler. And apparently Hitler is obsessed with butt stuff in this movie. So we have Hitler, who I feel uh, is going to be running around the entire movie with a rather large butt plug-in. The entire movie. And it, it's pineapple Hitler. It's like this weird buzzing that everybody can seem to hear, but nobody wants to acknowledge at all. And yeah. my, my Hitler in this movie is going to be Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh oh. Okay. Joseph Gordon Levitt <laughs> oh as Hitler. Oh my god. Okay. I know who my main character is going to be. So, we've got Joseph Gordon Levitt as Hitler, and we're going to have our. Lonely strip club janitor, and I believe that the strip club janitor, I'm going to put her a completely against type, and we're going to make the lonely strip club janitor Brie Larson. And she's going to get to go back in time to, I think, I don't know if I'm mistaken here, uh, I'm just watching the screen, but I think that Omar just dropped out. We lost connection with Omar altogether. It looks like, uh, says so, Omar left. So... Hopefully he will pop back in in a moment. We'll continue on with this. So It's cool. I'm still here. The question is, how do you get to be a lonely strip club janitor and end up going back in time to kill Hitler? 
Uh, and uh, apparently the kid messed with the internet connection by accident, and he will give us a call back when everything is ready. Okay. That's not how the lonely janitor does anything. That's just me just giving an announcement on Mr. Omar. <laughs> Mr. Maestro is having issues with his connection. So, I want to say that Brie Larson is going to go back in time to kill Hitler, but it's not to a time that we think. So Hitler did not die. Everybody thinks that he died during the Second World War. And what happened was at the moment of his death, his, he was replaced with a body double, and he was pulled out of time by a time-traveling mad scientist, I guess we'll say, uh, played by Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul yes. Rudd pulls him out of time for his own nefarious means and is using him as sort of part of a... You've seen the Suicide Squad, right? Basically, vil yes. they're DC villains that are pulled out of their norm. They, they were in prison. They're given a chance to reduce their sentence or redeem themselves by going on suicide missions. This is basically what Paul Rudd's doing. He's, he's kind of assembling his own personal suicide squad. And he's gone back in time and he's removed some seriously fucked up individuals. Uh, so we have, we have Hitler played by Go Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We're going to go ahead and have Charles Manson played by Jake Gyllenhaal. I like <laughs> uh, we're going to have Freud played by Matthew Broderick. Oh my God! And I, I'm kind. Of, I want to add somebody else, but I can't really think of any of any other particularly screwed up individuals. Even though I know there are plenty that have died. And oh, here we go. Last guy is going to be a young Jack Kevorkian, played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Okay. So this is Paul Rudd's personal suicide squad. And on the other end of this ball, we have uh, Brie Larson, who is approached. Uh, she doesn't know it, but later on in life, she becomes a serious sort of badass uh, assassin. Um, this is the beginning of her career, having to hunt down these time criminals uh, who Paul Rudd is using for his own means. Um, and the guy that comes back to basically advise her that she needs to go back in time, which ends up being around, I want to say, let's say 1977. They're responsible. They're actually responsible for the death of Elvis Presley. Uh so this suicide, this this squad of assholes are actually responsible for the death of Elvis Presley, and the whole incident here is James McAvoy comes back or forward in time to drag her back to kill them before they can kill Elvis Presley, which she doesn't manage to do because Elvis dies anyway. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where I'm going with this. I don't know where to go now. I've kind of written myself into a brain hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we still don't have any Omar, so you you may be the next person in line to go. Yeah? Okay. Okay, I know who I want for my main character. Okay. Hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off camera. Go ahead. For this. All we need is okay. the audio. We don't need my... camera. <laughs> I need to look at my list. Alright. You're looking at your list. <laughs> alright, alright. I'm sorry, right, I'm going to cut little silences here, you know? <laughs> okay, so. The the plot of my story is a character playing themselves 
struggles to make a living as a sex worker to the stars, and it's a horror movie about minorities taking our jobs. Okay. Oh, hold on. We got Mr. Omar back, so we'll just acknowledge he's back in the room here. <laughs> uh, we moved on from mine, and we are on to uh, Miss B's pitch storm. All right. I'm going to need some help with the plot on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I want my main character to be Betty White. She's the sex worker struggling to make it make a living <laughs> to the stars. <laughs> yeah, I can see the struggle in that. The oldest profession in the world with one of the oldest women in the world. Okay. <laughs> All right. And the the girl that's like running little sex work scheme is going to be Ruby Rose. Okay. And her Two best friends are going to be Viola Davis and Angela Lansbury. Oh, wow. This is a weird crew here. Right? Right. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, keep keep going. I mean. <laughs> and, like, okay, so, like, fucking Ruby Rose is pimping out Betty White to, like, Evan Peters and Hugh Jackman and, like, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Well, I can almost see Patrick movie. Stewart. I mean, but like Patrick Stewart falls in love with Betty White. Okay, so that's uh, where the love story comes in. Yeah. So what we call it, the Golden Foxes. The Golden Foxes. No. 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 I mean, he's going for like a Golden Girls, like Silver Fox kind of thing. Golden Foxes. That's his thing. He's gone through each of the Golden Girls. Anyway, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to feed into your stuff. I'm, I. I. You keep going. <laughs> we have to turn this into a movie about uh, but minorities. Like Evan Peters. Evan Peters is like a repeat customer of Betty White's. Okay. He has like a weird kink. And fucking like. I don't know. I want Chelsea Peretti to be up in there with Amy Poehler. Okay. As, like, her managers. Or the rookie hoes? Like, okay, so, like, Ruby Rose is, like, the big boss. Okay. She's, like, the main pimp. But, like, you got Amy Poehler and fucking Chelsea Peretti as, like, the general managers of the pimp scheme. You got levels to this shit. It's like a pyramid pink pimp scheme. Chelsea Peretti, <laughs> like a pop, yes, like absolutely. a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and Betty White is that golden girl. She's been doing this since 1940. <laughs> and Betty White is that golden girl. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can't. Im- I can't. It's not just that girl. There's a whole lot For of walking in somewhere room. in there. Okay, so how do we how do we do the minority part of it though? I, I need some help with this plot, guys. So that's what See, I was that's saying. the thing. I, what minorities are taking our jobs? Okay, so okay, so Angela Bassett is coming to take Betty White's uh, job. We over. could get Angela Bassett. Is Ruby D still alive? Right. Ruby D. Ruby D. Will be good for it. If she's still alive, I don't think she is, but if she is, that would be one. Um, 
Well, you should have well, beyond Warwick. Beyond Warwick, could play one another minority. Um, Rita Moreno. Uh, who else? Have, have JJ Walker as your man, help. There you okay, go. Okay, so like, um, <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna say is that I want, what, okay, so like, there's there's like a rival pimp game. Is that group of minority with, with hosted by Rosie Perez, Angela Bassett, Ruby D, and Rita Moreno? We lost your audio there, Miss B. Okay, so so are. what I want I in this her. movie? Oh God damn it! And I'm gonna call from the laptop. Hang on, that is back. It's actually not that we lost your audio; it's that your video is about. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes, but your video is about like three seconds behind your audio. So I can see you talking, but then your I'll audio. I'll be right back. Your audio comes back. Okay. So uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to talk to myself for a few moments while Miss B gets her audio fixed. And uh, Omar has ducked off to get his audio fixed. Okay. Go ahead. Go do your thing. Uh, Two seconds. I'm going to call right back. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, okay. we don't... Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the hiccups that you run into when... When you're dealing with people being quarantined in their separate homes, you really don't have that opportunity to to make sure that everything is going exactly right. Hi, you there? Is that good? Fantastic. I can see you and hear you at the same time. Awesome. So, <laughs> okay, I was... So, what I want with this movie... Okay. This, like... So, this little, like gang of lady pimps all right has a rival gang of dude pimps and like these lady pimps they pimp out their ladies to like guy stars male stars and these dude pimps pimp their guys out to older lady stars <laughs> and they just make money off each other they just pimp each other out to each other okay <laughs> so it's it's basically like, okay. so i want the head of the guy's little like pimp pyramid. Okay. To be Idris Elba. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. no. I don't want it to be Idris Elba. I'm no. sorry. Okay. I scratched that. You scratched. I it. want it to be Christopher Walken. <laughs> he want. He once played the King of New York. Yeah, did. Okay, so. Christopher Walken is running this fucking pimp scheme, and his two main, like, manager pimp guys is gonna be Tom Hanks and Idris Elba. Okay. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> <coughs> Those are his main guys? Yeah. Okay. And Do you then, really need any more than that? <laughs> and then under them, it's gonna be Christopher Judge. Okay. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Ooh. Adam Sandler. That, oh. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Judge, Adam Sandler, and... Fuck it, make it to, uh, Hugh Jackman. 
Christopher Judge, Adam Sandler, and Hugh Jackman. Okay. Yeah. Christopher. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out who the fuck Christopher Judge was. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, there we go. That makes sense. That's G1. Yes. Okay. Tilk. <laughs> he also plays the voice of Kratos in God of War. Oh, I did not know that. Dude, he plays in so much shit. Like, way more. Hang on. Hold up. Let me pull up IMDb. He, like, he plays in way more shit than I thought he did. Like, the whole cast of Stargate SG-1 moved on to continue acting in a whole lot of things that I had no idea they were in. And I've seen all, all of these things. And I didn't fucking register in my brain that they were from, like, my favorite show growing up as a kid. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm listening. I mean, do you I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing some movies that I really didn't know that he had any part in like uh Dark Knight Rises, uh, an old uh an old Goldie Hawn movie. He was in uh, apparently he was in Burn on a Wire. Yeah. He's been in a lot of different stuff. Hang on. I'm pulling up his filmography. Uh, okay. Oh, dude. Okay, so like you know Michael Shanks? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jackson on Stargate SG-1? Okay, first of all, he's a fucking savage on Twitter. Okay. Who is that again? Michael Sh He plays Daniel Jackson on Stargate SG-1. Michael Che, the, the comedian? Michael oh, no. Shanks. Shanks. Oh, Shanks. Okay. He's essentially the brains of the outfit. Yeah. Okay, so, like, first of all, he's the moral backbone of Star of SG-1. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. But, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't remember. I didn't remember that being his name. I, I guess I don't keep up with names of actors sometimes. But, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. But, yeah, no, fucking... First of all, he's a fucking savage on Twitter, okay? Like, he posted... He, he replied to one of Donald Trump's tweets... Like, okay, daddy's little Adderall addict. And I'm like, oh my god, this guy. And he's like fucking re replying to trolls all like pissy and shit. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this man has a mouth. I'm digging through this. I did not realize Michael Shanks actually played Hawkman on Smallville. Dude, he was altered carbon. He was? Yeah! Season two. Season two. Well, I haven't gotten to season two, so uh, there's a lot of things that I haven't gotten to in his list. But he apparently is fucking everywhere. But like, without those glasses, without that look that he had on SG One, he kind of blends in to everything else. Like you wouldn't realize it was him unless you really got a good look at him. I okay. So like, I heard his voice on. But I wasn't watching the show. I was, like, paying attention to, like, Sims or some artwork shit or something. But, like, my boyfriend was watching Altered Carbon. And, like, I was, like, half paying attention. And I heard Daniel Jackson's voice. And I was like, hold the fuck up. And I called my brother. And I was like, dude, have you watched this fucking show? And he's like, I'm the one that told you to watch the show. And I'm like, dude, Daniel Jackson is on this show. He's like, I know, dude. What the fuck? And I'm like, dude. He's like, dude. 
Dude. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had this whole dude, where's my car moment going on right there. Dude. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Not to step on Mr. Omar's toes, but are, are, are you are you finished with your pitch storm? <laughs> I don't know where else to go with it. I think we're going to... Well, we, can, we, we definitely could give it some kind of a an ending, a climax and an ending to it. Because there's, there's stuff that we could so definitely work with that. Well, it's supposed Chelsea to... Chelsea Peretti and Amy Poehler, and Patrick Stewart falls in love with her. But, so this <laughs> is supposed to be sort of a horror film about minorities and taking... Yeah, right? Like, it's supposed to be a horror film about minorities taking their jobs, so I think, like, we're gonna have, like, her her two best friends are Angela Bassett and Angela Lansbury. <clears throat> no, not Angela Bassett. Um, Viola Davis and Angela Lansbury. So, we're gonna have Viola Davis be this, like, backstabber. Okay. And have her secretly helping Angela Bassett take Betty White's job as a sex worker to the stars. All right. And she's trying to like pimp Angela Bassett over to Patrick Stewart and take fucking Betty White's love of her life. I feel with it being a horror movie, maybe like the ending could be almost like the ending of uh, Anchorman 2 where there's just, just all out battle in the middle of some friggin' obscure park at midnight. Yes. Yes. And it's just it, it, kind of like the ending to Anchorman, but more purge than that, you know? Absolutely. That's perfect. Real weird and real violent. We got to hire some lady that can do all of Betty White's stunts so she can get all Matrix with it, you know? <laughs> no? Yes. Okay. Uh, Fucking. Yes? Dude. <laughs> We've lost know, you for a minute. A lot, a lot of dead know. air here. I, I don't know. I love this fucking though. But it's just two rival factions of of high end celebrity pimps and 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 yes. and prostitutes. <laughs> and we could have like an entire like underscore. Like they could have an entire crew of like these obscure kind of like D list actors, kind of underneath like, them. Gabrielle is one of them. One of their like understudies. She's like understudies. Game. Like uh, Tati Gabrielle is the girl that plays Prudence Knight on um the Chilling Adventures. Like what? Well, we we should have like you, you should drag uh, Dustin Diamond in there. He could be like the Deuce Bigelow of the group, where he has to do all the worst jobs. Oh, dude. Okay, so we're gonna have Evan Peters fall in love with Tati Gabrielle. Okay. That would be an amazing couple. <laughs> oh my god. They are beautiful people. This also sounds like a really Shut fucking up, weird movie. No, he doesn't. We started pimping out Betty White. We, it's already a weird movie. You, you have Angela Lane's very in it. Gets even I weirder. I, I, I want to make this like a thing now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm so glad this is on recording. <laughs> We gotta, I'm gonna tell everybody to listen to this this episode. Like, we, I'll guarantee you, you reach out to Betty's White's people once. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You'll get about once. This is a fantastic idea. 
Because it's I don't think it's Betty White's people that you're gonna have problem getting that pass. Maybe Angela Lansbury's people. You know? You don't want to yeah. take that that murder she wrote legacy. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think she'd like to go out as a badass in this like all out fucking war. <laughs> But I like the idea, and I like where the where the ending went too. I like that. <laughs> you go from from love story to almost uh, purgesque battle at the end of the movie. Just violence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, love it. I you love went, it. You went from from it's love so story to Grindhouse. It's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mr. Maestro, you're up. Okay, so my movie is about a single mom that is struggling with the death of her, you know, uh, deceased husband. Looks like she has emotionally or sentimentally moved on, but she now has a boyfriend who turns out to be a serial killer. Okay. So we have a... a pretty weird list of actors and actresses because I suck at names and I could just grab names, whatever I could find here. Um, but I have a few. A single mother, I like uh, struggling with the death of her husband. I like Dasha Polanco from Orange is the New Black as that single mother. Okay. Um, the boyfriend... I don't know. I like somebody that can make that that cycle look believable. Okay. About Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Benedict yes. Cumberbatch. Or Engelbert Humperdinck, whoever you could think of. Um <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever uh played Doctor Strange. Huh. Um Too fucking Benedict beautiful. Cumberbatch. Yeah. He has a, a whole bunch of name. He plays Sherlock. Winnipeg Crimpledon. It, it, it kind of like bugs me a little bit that everyone only knows him as Doctor Strange. Oh no, he I, plays Sherlock. He played. Um, he did an amazing job as a as a as a World War II coder. Uh, who was basically a closeted gay guy also. Um, and I can't remember the name of the movie. It's on Netflix, but it is a really good movie. I recommend you watch it. Um, I want to just say this look, before we get back uh, into your movie. I just want to say this. If you look at a current picture of Engelbert Humperdinck and you slap some Elvis shades on him, he looks exactly like Bruce Campbell looked as Elvis in Bubba Hotep. You know what would be crazy? If you slap some glasses on Engelbert Humperdinck and he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so we have two partner cops. It will be Kevin Bacon and Giancarlo Esposito. Who Kevin Bacon and Giancarlo... I don't know if you know Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, not... He, if you've seen Do the Right Thing, he's a half Italian, half black dude who always plays a lot of psycho guys. Have you seen Breaking Bad? 
Yes, I have seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, well, Gus. That's Giancarlo Esposito. He's Gus, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, so, okay, okay. So him and Kevin Bacon are the cops that have been basically investigating the death of the of the, of the woman's husband. Okay. But they the, the case had been closed because it went cold, but they never really gave up, and they obsessed over the case. And one of the one day they see the lady the widow like a couple of years later the widow walking around with her new boo who happens to be the guy that at some point was their main suspect of the death of that husband did you already cast him the the boyfriend yes yeah benedict cumberbatch oh okay yep that's right sorry i guess she liked an older guy slightly older not that much older <laughs> Um, and then you have, uh, Rosie Perez, who is, uh, the single mom's mother. Mother? I, I like who how also, you Who also is kind of weird about Benedict Cumberbatch. I like how you said the word mother, just like Rosie Perez would say it. Mother. <laughs> mother. <the> mother. <laughs> I guess we're both Brooklyn, New Yorkers. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and um, basically Benedict Cumberbatch has a sister, an older sister who raised him who is just a helicopter parent who may have played a part of him being kind of twisted in the head played by Annabella Sciorra okay, who's that? Annabella Sciorra um, you ever seen Jungle Fever? Yes. Oh, I'm actually looking at it right now. I, I recognize her. Not a problem. Got yeah. it. <laughs> okay. So you have uh, Loris Fishburne plays the father of the deceased husband, who okay. is also suspicious of the guy. All right. Okay. So the cops will be... Kevin Bacon, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, in on another hand, another set of cops that helps with the investigation are Luis Guzman and John Turturro. Oh. And John Turturro is super obsessive. I like that. <laughs> we also have Penelope Ann Miller as the next of Benedict Cumberbatch, who is kind of obsessed with a lot of things that basically she never kind of put together in her head. You know, those things that you wonder about a person, but you never get closure about? So, but just a bunch of people seem to be closing in around him with ideas of who he is, but not quite having all the clues. And, you know, you know those things that you wonder about that keep bothering you because you can get it out of your mind. And there's people like that around the whole situation. Okay. So, uh, also, she has a, a, a little crew of friends that are, you know, friends with her, uh, older and younger, that are like co-workers, uh, like uh, Priyanka Chopra and Lucy Liu. Okay. Who are always kind of in a constant argument about this dude because they are on the fence about 
whether or not they like this new guy she's seen. But it's always a disagreement where one has something good to say about it and the other one contradicts and vice versa. So there's a lot of that and she's like in the middle looking at this guy who everybody's looking kind of weird. Um, you also got Dakota Johnson at one of the friends, co-workers or whatever. And um, Ice-T is the boss of the cops, like the police chief or, or their sergeant, their lieutenant at their prison, who just keeps telling them to kill the case until they present enough stuff to him to reopen the investigation. It's about time that he moved up from his position. And, ooh, what was that? What on earth was that? Not me. That was really loud. I don't think that was me. <laughs> I don't think it was me, unless it was me hitting this, this, the whatever comforter. I got a lot of feedback for some fucking reason. That was really weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm looking at my laptop on IMDb right now. <laughs> looking at all these, all these actors and actresses. So yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to keep up. You know, Annabella. The movie make, the, all in all, the movie makes for a great suspense movie. I couldn't think of anything crazy comedic about it. It will make for a really good mainstream suspense film. I could I could really see Benedict Cumberbatch as like a a serial killer too, like a a guy who's really suave to your face, but he's oh, like absolutely. killing people behind your back. <laughs> he will make a great psychopath. Just based off of well, he could play anything, Dexter. but psychopath, huh? Shit, throw in Dexter. Oh God, what is his name? Uh what's Dexter's name? Actor. Hang on. Hang on. I got IMDb on my fucking laptop right now. <laughs> Google. Hit the IMDb go. I used to know his name. Why the hell can't I remember it? I think I have like too many actors. Michael act C. Hall. Pardon? Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I could definitely okay. see. Okay. We, we, could, we could make Michael C. Hall. Uh looking like, you know, with the same facial expressions of Dexter, like a best friend of that boyfriend I that honestly, seems to I know more than he lets on. Dexter. I hate him. He is such an asshole. He's such a piece of shit. Well, he is a serial kinda, killer. I mean... No, no, not for the serial killer part. No, everything else about his life revolves around him being kind of an asshole. It's true. He's a piece of shit. I don't care about the serial killer part. Like the serial killer part is understandable. Well, that I, mean, I don't give a shit. He's like he has a good reason for the people that he's killing. He's part sociopath, part psychopath. I mean, what kind yeah, of like, good are you gonna get out of that human being? Well, like he's over here cheating on his girls and shit, and fucking like he, he's a slut. Like I can't, I can't stand him. Oh, that's just a piece of work for real. Drives me insane, and the people he oh. God, I fucking hate him. I hate him as a person. I feel bad for every person that comes in contact with him. Dexter is for real a piece of work. Uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> like my boyfriend and I, we have completely like opposing opinions. He loves Dexter. He thinks Dexter is the greatest, and I'm just like, God damn it! And you're like, fuck Dexter. I and think we just I... laugh at each other. It's. 
I think I liked him in, uh, the, the guy that plays Dexter anyway. I liked him in, uh, what was that movie? The Gamer? With, uh... Um, oh, yeah! With Gerard Butler? Yes, yes. That was a fantastic yes, fucking movie. That was a good fucking movie. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's pretty good. You should watch it. Dude. It's actually right up Dude. our alley. It's considered a bad movie. Dude! Yeah, dude, dude. Throw it in the list. Like, take a movie Ooh. out and throw that in the list. Right? I definitely yeah. should. There's a couple movies that I put in there myself that I should probably just take out and throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> Two of True. my shitty movies for just that one movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I feel like we're uh, we're winding down here for the day. We got one blockbuster and two movies that may not see the light of day. You guys figure out which ones those are. <laughs> I like the I like the blockbuster. Uh, the I like them all for their value, what they present, what they bring to the table. We can probably make some money at some point with the with the thriller suspense thriller one, and and I guess the way the movie ends is. The father of the boyfriend, played by Larry Fishburn, ends up killing Benedict Cumberbatch. This tried to slaughter the little girl. Um, the girl, the single mom, and the kid. Sounds good. That <laughs> it's me. It's it's my feedback coming through your computer. So when I talk, occasionally I get weird kickback from your computer, which amplifies your voice beautifully. But it's mine. Coming, yeah, you. <laughs> I get a little kickback from your computer, I think. I got pretty good acoustics in this room. Sounds like I've got demons in my speaker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go ahead and tie this up here tonight uh, for Cinematic Anarchy. And uh, we'll see you guys later on in the week for Tea Time with Honey with Miss B. And yeah. uh, as always, just uh, try to keep sane out there in this uh, completely and utterly fucked up world. Watch bad movies. Make love, make friends, and just fucking have a good time. Make art while you're alone at home. Get creative. Learn things. Read books. Call family. Talk to people you haven't talked to in a while. But don't go crazy and go out, please. Au revoir. Peace <laughs> out. We, we just give this big, long speech, and she's like, au revoir. We're good. We're good. We're done. We all set? Okay. <laughs>